Good evening. And now, the Inspirational Quarterly. Hello, and welcome back to the Inspirational Quarterly, the ongoing read, review, and discussion of the 2006 novel StarCraft Ghost Nova. I'm Davy Reedon. And I'm Kara Ellison. Hello. Hello, Kara. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm uh, excited. We've got a lot to talk about today. We actually uh, have to uh, address a couple topics at the start of the show um, because some cool new developments have come up. So um, first off, we have some email from from listeners from the criminals who did not listen to our instructions not to email us at the inspirational quarterly at gmail.com criminals. criminals 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 uh there is some information here though so as long as the crime has been done we're gonna we're gonna unpack this a little bit okay um, let's unpack the criminals because i think that there is some stuff here that we can go through so nick moore uh let us know that Handy Anderson has a StarCraft fan wiki page. Now, this I'm very excited about because <laughs> I have not read this yet, so I don't know what's in it, but I want to unpack what else there is literally to know about Handy Anderson, which I believe this is canonical and not something that someone made up in response to our podcast. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Okay, I'll take their word for it. So let me scan through this real quick. Handy Anderson is the editor-in-chief of Universe News Network. We knew that. He is bald and has bushy eyebrows and was described by his former employee, Michael Liberty, as acrophobic, afraid of heights. However, Anderson wouldn't give up his top floor office. Anderson uses tricks he learned in a management course to improve his people skills. Uh, it didn't work, at least on people like Liberty. Uh, okay. In addition to his editing duties, Anderson kept a locked room in the sub-basement that contained dirt on most of the celebrities and important city citizens of the Tarsanus city. It is unknown what he intended to do with this information. <laughs> Michael Liberty stole much of it during the fall of Tarsanus. Uh, all right, just, just a couple things here. First off, uh, obviously... He, remember he sent out these um you know reporters to birthday parties and stuff like that. <laughs> the birthday party reporters. <laughs> exactly. Why is he doing that? Well, he's collecting he's collecting celebrity dirt. He needs to be able to blackmail Constantino. Right. Constantino. Right? Okay. Uh it is unknown what he intended to do with this with this information, but I think we can safely say he's he's what like trying to have leverage over people like Constantino. Does that does that sound? I, I guess. I mean, I it sounds like a. I I guess. Uh, what's his What's his name? Um, you know the guy who owns Fox Network or whatever. He probably does stuff like that. Rupert Murdoch, right? Mm-hmm. He's a Rupert Murdoch style guy who but, uses it as like political and monetary leverage over people but is 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 someone like murdoch running a news network and then collecting dirt on the side or are they collecting dirt 
uh, and running a news empire as a byproduct of that. Because it sounds like that's what Handy Anderson is doing. Yeah, so- I mean, maybe he has ambitions um, <laughs> to be the king of the world or something. Handy <laughs> Anderson is just like, can you imagine? I mean, I don't know. I guess these days you can't imagine a complete idiot being in charge of everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable for, for a man like Handy Anderson to think he probably has enough information to crush any political opponent that might sort of be an inconvenience for him right right yeah uh i mean you know is is uh is someone like constantino one of those political opponents or enemies hence having a mole inside his birthday parties um you know and especially if we think about you know like oh he's having his factories bombed and whatever stuff like that could be you know valuable information Wait, wait, there's extra information on this wiki that mm-hmm. is relevant. So okay. in late 2499, Anderson star reporter Michael Liberty, Liberty uh, really featuring in the... Yeah, where is where is Michael Liberty from? Like now I have so many questions because Michael Liberty is obviously some sort of like uh, uh, deeply embedded Handy Anderson cell. Yeah. Like a Handy Anderson tendril that moves out into the universe to get Oh, oh my um, god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh I just have to I, I you're you're gonna go with what you're with what you're going down. But I pulled up the Michael Liberty wiki page. Michael <laughs> Daniel Liberty is a Terran news reporter whose affiliations have varied over time. He hates it when people such as his former editor-in-chief, Handy Anderson, calls him Mickey. Oh no! Like Mickey Mouse? Handy Anderson calls <gasps> other people Mickey. Oh my god, it's projection! He is he- Mickey! He is, (laughs) well, well, (laughs) okay, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of possibilities that, that this opens up, right? Uh, Obviously, Handy Anderson is, is, is projecting his own Mickey Mouse-ness onto others as a way of like, it's like a, like an extreme gaslighting situation, right? (laughs) Like, no, no, you're the one that sounds like Mickey Mouse! (laughs) (laughs) the rest of us sound normal you're the one talking with the weird high-pitched voice (laughs) oh my god michael liberty is like so gaslit by this whole michael michael liberty is sitting in the corner he's like do i sound like mickey mouse am i mickey mouse i don't know anymore (laughs) who is mickey mouse he doesn't exist in this universe i've never heard of mickey mouse i don't know who mickey mouse is that doesn't that name doesn't mean anything to me which implies that Handy Anderson has some sort of like like fourth wall breaking, you know, like cross dimension traveling type of deal going on. Yeah, but here only like he knows about Mickey Mouse. That's why no one else. That's why no one else gives him shit about Mickey Mouse voices because they don't know him. <laughs> they don't know about Mickey Mouse. He only he does because of his, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe he sent a reporter into our dimension who came back. Uh, and apparently, according to the wiki, um, the the Michael Lip, like Michael Lib- Liberty uncovered a scandal involving mildly radioactive waste and the old families. 
Um, so there's like a scandal with the old families and radioactive waste. No, 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 Kara. Before you get caught up in the old family's involvement in this, mildly radioactive. Mildly waste. radioactive. Okay, a lot of people really overplayed how radioactive the waste was. Yeah, <laughs> when, when, the radioactivity here. <laughs> when the guillotines started coming out, someone had to come in and be like, "Whoa, people, hang on." Not that radioactive. <laughs> mildly. It's mildly radioactive. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Mildly doing a lot of work here. <laughs> in the phrase. There's um, no, there's, there's never been the words scandal and mildly in the same sentence as an effective combination of words. Right. <laughs> That's never been two words that people put together to really, you know, make an impact. I mean, mildly radioactive as two words, like they should have really, we go together <laughs> i guess that's true what does that even mean <laughs> i guess you could say that granite is mildly radioactive as a rock but you know put a lot of granite in one place and uh you know the instances of cancer are certainly gonna go up i would um, describe myself as being mildly eight feet tall <laughs> yeah. anyway um so there's a scandal involving mildly radioactive waste in the old families. <laughs> um, in order to save Liberty's life, he put him on the NORAD 2 run by a member of the old families, Edmund Duke. Oh, our oh, friend Garth Duke's re- relation. So maybe that's why he gets invited to the parties because oh. his connections with this and Handy Anderson. Wait, so are you saying that... So Handy Anderson saves Michael Liberty's life. Yes. Right? And and therefore, uh, Handy Anderson now has like an in with the old families. Right? Well, so he must already have an in to save Liberty's life, right? Because... If he's putting them on the NORAD too, which is run by Edmund Duke. That's true. Then That's he true. must have something at least on the Duke family. Maybe what he's got on the Duke family is Garth. It's the, ra- it's the radioactive waste. <laughs> no, maybe it's just Garth. Garth just throwing his penis around a party. <laughs> it's like a big, like a really closely kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those like one of those those mob families who has like you know where it's like cousin jimmy is always kind of like fucking up and and you know like like letting information slip and everything and and there's just like all right a certain amount of our resources are just going to be devoted to to covering up this guy's mistakes <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, Garth is like this, you know, family shame that they're constantly ha- like having to like make up for and pay people off. Yes. To, like get Handy Anderson on their side. Yes. Oh well, okay, and this has and this has implications as well because now we have a kind of the departed situation going on here where where Michael Liberty is in on the old family stuff but still devoted to Handy Anderson. Right. Right. And so, so you have this, you have this, this convergence of needs where the Duke family gets a fav is is doing does a favor to Handy Anderson, 
in exchange for not blowing up the scandal about the mildly radioactive waste. Right. right. At, at the same time, uh, uh, Handy Anderson now gets insider information on what's happening with the old families. Right. right. So, so Handy is really like, has his hands in everything. Right. Hand, hence, hence the name Handy. Uh, <laughs> Is and that why he's and, called Handy? <laughs> I mean, there's it so does, many he could the, be. I don't know. His his is it as his nickname or real name? I think that's I that's what I'm that. saying. That's what I'm saying. It's start Handy Anderson is the name on the wiki, right? So I don't think that he has any other name, at least as far as we know. Right. Um, and boy, does it really cast Handy Anderson in the kind of like the real godfather, and we've talked about Constantino as kind of the godfather role, but like the real godfather here is seems to be Handy Anderson. Right. I would think. Yeah. Because he knows everything that's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Because what mm-hmm. we've ascertained here is that not only is he keeping Garth Duke's shame covered up, per se. Right. Right. Uh, right. He's also, you know... He's like so like basically the old families owe him so much. Yeah, right. How much of that is just Garth Duke? Like how much of what how much of the old fam how much of the leverage Handy Anderson has over the old families is literally we know it's at least partially Garth Duke and it's at least a little bit of mildly radioactive. Mildly waste. radioactive. And who's who's to, who's to say that those two incidents aren't connected? Uh, who's to say Garth Duke wasn't at a radioactive waste facility? Uh, you know, right with stuff, <laughs> mildly radiating himself as collective. Uh, okay, all right, let's see. I, we d- it does it does say below Anderson's plan worked until Michael Liberty joined forces with Arcturusk Mensk. Ooh, uh, the enemy. The enemy. The Terran Confederacy was not amused and forced Anderson to distort Liberty's reporting, which had become propaganda pieces against the Confederacy. However, Anderson was able to send Liberty a signal that he still had his support. He used entire sentences from Liberty's old work, letting Liberty know the Confederates didn't control everything that Anderson was writing. Um, for God's sake, where is this from? Oh my God, what entire book was written about Handy Anderson and his exploits with Michael Liberty? Uh, Can I just I'm, say, though, like the yeah. more I, I get of the lore here, the more admiration I have for Keith. Mm. Well, so so there's, uh, okay, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the references here. So we have a reference to Starcraft Liberty's Crusade, which is a book written in 2001. Mm -hmm. And then we have a book, Starcraft II, Heaven's Devils, uh, written in 2010. So Mm -hmm. Keith is operating in media res here. He's right Right. in the middle of the timeline. He's coming in and working with it. And, uh, and as far as I can tell, uh, some about it seems like about half of this was from the 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 prior book and about half of it came from later so keith has something to work with right right 
he's, he's got like not... he's got bits and pieces. Yeah, he's got a little bit from Liberty's Crusade here, but he mm-hmm. isn't as far in as Heaven's Devils. Is that what we're saying? That's what we're saying. That's what right. we're saying. He doesn't know. There are things he doesn't know about, like you know, uh, Handy Anderson and his beef with Arcturus Mensk or right. something like that. Right. Look, we're probably not there. Learned a lot um, about Garth here, though. Really loving Garth. Garth has so much more relevance to this situation, I think. Than just running in, <laughs> than we really, Then we really understood. Yeah, so he is a lot more important than just, like, randomly ruining parties. <laughs> <laughs> At his heart, though. <laughs> in, his, in his heart, all he really is is randomly ruining parties. He is a chaos agent at his core. <laughs> he doesn't, like, he doesn't have a bigger plan, you don't think, does he? I don't think he does. I like to think that he is the he is the core element you need to be able to claim that your old family's party is absolutely rocking and rolling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not <laughs> really not. an old family. It's not an old family unless someone's taking advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, or just doing something really inappropriate and everyone's trying to ignore it. So yeah. Uh um, I, I I am I am now convinced that he was involved in the mildly radioactive waste scandal. And <laughs> and we have and I will say this this uh uh this wiki offers a tremendous amount of links to a tremendous amount of further information on all these characters. And let me tell you, my friends, there is no link for the mildly radioactive waste scandal. And <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a real tragedy because this, this is basically the only thing here that I want to know more about. Well, it's very foreboding, isn't it? Right? Because like maybe that's something that happens after Starcraft goes Nova. Mm-hmm. So we could mm. maybe think about the fact that in the future of Garth, there's a mildly radioactive incident. Uh, that's going oh, to be right. Wait. Okay, here's the other possibility. The mildly radioactive waste scandal is what turns his life around. Right? <laughs> that's the other... That's the other way to think about it. He was all fun and games. It was just dicks at parties. You know, for, <laughs> oh good, old, for good old Garth. For good old Garth. Everything's fine by him. Until he took it just a little too far. (laughs) He tried to flash some kind of radioactive station. You know what? He's Garth Duke is going to parties, you know, dropping trowel. Okay, we get it. We get it. Yes, you've been doing that for for a bunch of years now. Ha ha. It's all in good fun. But at a certain point, the high starts to wear off. And you need more, and you need more, and it needs to be further. So he needs to be in like dangerous situations, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, not not situations where like he would where he runs a risk of getting caught. Dangerous, like in a nuclear radiated waste facility. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way he can feel this anything. The, this is the greatest party of all. <laughs> He shows up. He shows up at the nuclear waste facility. He's got his little fucking party cone hat on, (laughs) and his little and his little uh, his little you know like blower tube thing. And he's like, "All right, Garth Duke is ready to party." (laughs) Oh my god! Uh, Really, really something from this guy. Wait, sorry, what? 
you know Andrew WK like the oh, oh the yeah who, yeah he he could really learn something in this situation I mean I bet he's never partied at a radioactive place <laughs> but this guy has Garth Duke has no limits <laughs> un- <laughs> until the day he found his limits <laughs> it's like how he went like swimming in the punch bowl at the party yeah right like he has to go swimming and that's great until you're at a nuclear waste facility. Oh my god. Where where the swimming is less encouraged. Um, okay, do we have any more uh, criminals? Thank thank you. Thank you very much, Nick, uh, for for this tip, which has already opened up so much more. We do have another one. Kara, you wanna read that? Another criminal. So we do have a criminal here uh, named Spencer Saunders. Um, Spencer has uh, emailed illegally to us. Um, and a, a cool thing that I have noted here is that he is, he, he is capable of being reformed as a criminal because he opens, or I, I assume, I assume he, but it may be they, uh, or, or no, no gender, uh, but good morning. Apologies for this mail. <laughs> so that's what Spencer, I like. About Spencer gets it. Spencer gets it. Right. I'm thinking Spencer is guessing this. Good morning. Apologies for this mail. That's what I want from every email forthcoming. Um, you acknowledge that you are committing a crime by emailing us. If we don't so. get an apology, you're not allowed to email us. Absolutely. So Spencer continues. I just wanted to put forth the possibility that Garth has some sort of blackmail on Constantino, which is why he is still invited to the parties. Again, Mm -hmm. very prescient, Mm -hmm. because as we have just discovered, Garth is fully mixed up in this jazz. Yes, much more so than we thought. But it does... this, This sort of rubs against our theory that Garth has no master plan. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, maybe he does have more to do with this. Maybe he's well, it, deliberately. It, well, this is always a thing in 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 like the mafia movies or the the connected family movies or whatever, where it's like there's again there's the one there's the one schmuck who just keeps getting everyone into trouble, but then at this critical moment, that one guy knows is just smart enough to get himself out of a bad situation, right? right. He has like just enough leverage. And, and, and nobody expects it because they don't think that that person would ever have it in them to be able to do something like that. Right? Yeah. Like, that could easily be Garth Duke, who... God, so what, what blackmail would we get on Constantino? Like, like what do we know about Constantino that, that someone could, could take that and, and, and be like... And force him to keep letting... Uh, uh, letting himself come over to parties and get naked. I mean, it could be that Constantino lets his servants eat the food at the party. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the disgusting behavior you at your parties. How how could you? Um, We know, oh, well, here's another thing you could blackmail uh, Constantino is prioritizing the lives of his workers over the profits of the company. Or that he employs humans at all in his factories. Right. Like, contravention right. of complete, you know, this, the recommended standards is robots only, right? Well, not, not just, not just 
working at the factories, but being uh, uh, not just working at the factories, but actually serving at his parties because he owns a servant manufacturing plant. Right. Right. Yeah. And he he's phrased that as 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 saying like, oh, you know, I have like good I'm uh, I have a, a certain amount of humanistic empathy for for these people. But like this could be more of a like a crime or a taboo than we really understand. I mean, it definitely could be. Um, so, yeah, maybe Garth, you know, maybe Garth is is fully, uh, you know, up to his eyeballs and in intrigues. So yeah, he must have stumped like he could have stumbled into something. There could have been, you know, in his like partying ways, he's always looking to get into the next weird thing. Like maybe in his in his upsmanship of making things more and more dangerous, he's like, I am going to go party in the middle of a robotics construction factory, for example. <laughs> he's going to bring the how- party. And that's how he stumbles into, you know, this, this, this piece of information that Constantino's hiding. Right. Um, so yeah, so Spencer, um, an incredible email, uh, very prescient. Mm -hmm. Um, and Spencer, uh, ends the email, may handy bless you both. Uh, so I'm really feeling this email very, very, um, (laughs) you know, uh, apologetic about the crime, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. using all the correct terms. And Handy has, has now blessed us. So we do have that. one. We do have one very last email here. And uh, I'll read through this briefly because uh, I don't want to I don't want to dwell on this too greatly. This comes from Henderson Anderson. Wow. Someone called Henderson Anderson. What That's a weird thing. What a weird coincidence. And this reads to whom it may concern. I'm writing to inform you that, you, that should you continue to insist that I sound like the cartoon character known as Mickey Mouse, I will be forced to bring legal action against you and your hosting provider. Respectfully, Henderson, Handy Anderson. Wow. Um, now, this sounds bad. At first you'd think, at first you think to yourself, we're getting ourselves on the bad graces of one extremely uh, powerful and important and influential man, Handy Anderson. However... I would go so far as to say that Mickey Mouse, we now know, does not canonically exist in the world of StarCraft. And therefore, Handy Anderson is incapable of suing because no uh, court in his world would know the character Mickey Mouse to be able to uphold any copyright. No court in his world recognizes Mickey Mouse as any kind of authority over our our jurisdiction so right in fact the the fact that nobody knows about mickey mouse is why he's able to do the mickey mouse voice in the first place exactly um and so he 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 basically uh does uh sound exactly like you 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 say he does uh he 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 sounds you know i think that we've got everything spot on here he is definitely that's what he sounds like yeah how do we further double down on that how you know how, how do we how do we drill in on our insistence even further that that's exactly what he sounds like we're already well, being I pretty insistent have the proof from the wiki right that that essentially liberty um got called <laughs> mickey uh yes. which is a form of project projection on handy anderson's yes and and I think and and again I think Handy Anderson here is coming in and gaslighting us now 
right? Yeah. By by trying to insist that there's no such thing as Mickey Mouse, or that you know, or that yeah. he, that he doesn't sound like Mickey Mouse. He's right? doing a mind trick. It's a mind mm-hmm. trick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is just another of you know the Godfather's you know plays essentially. So <clears throat> I don't think we could be played in this situation. He definitely sounds like the way we say he does. So. Are are you, are you and I being brought into the Handy Anderson? The mega web. family, the the web. He's trying to. I think he's trying to influence our opinion of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's trying to control our our how much we know and do not know. Mm-hmm. Um, I can feel him trying to make inroads on us. Uh, I, for one, am not going to be uh, controlled by Handy Anderson. Let, let me say this, and this may be a good thing for us to reiterate at the start of every episode, and maybe even at the end, just as like a a, a, a real clear point of punctuation. The Inspirational Quarterly is a fully independent journalistic outlet. Yeah. All right. There are journalistic standards that the that the members of this podcast hold themselves to that will not be compromised under any circumstances and i do not know how much more clearly we can emphasize that we tell you the truth here at the inspirational quarterly so if that if that entails telling you everything that we know about handy anderson garth duke if that involves if that involves me reading through the entirety of Handy Anderson's wiki page on the StarCraft fan wiki, so help me, I will do it. We will do it. We will spend hours doing it. So um, so anyway, another criminal. Another criminal. Another criminal? What's this criminal? Uh, oh, no. No, the cr- Handy Anderson is the criminal. Oh! <gasps> Handy Anderson is the criminal. Yes. Well, well, stop emailing us, Handy Anderson. You're committing a crime. Committing a crime? We've got it right here on podcast. Right. Whew. That's uh, that's our that's what we got today. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, we haven't even we haven't even cracked open the book yet. Uh, and speaking of cracking open the book, I also have a cool development here on my end, which is that. Um, for the uh, for the episodes of this podcast that we've done so far, I've been reading off of a uh, a PDF, and I ordered in the mail uh, when we started doing this a physical copy of the book because um, and this is weird, uh, bookstores aren't selling this book. Um, I don't know, I don't understand it, but uh, uh, so I ordered a used copy, and uh, with the pandemic and everything, it just you know shipping took a while for it to arrive, but it's finally here, and I have a fully uh, noisy physical paper book that I can now hold in my hands and read. And uh, what's what's cool about this is that because this is a used copy, uh, there are certain things highlighted and underlined uh, in this in this book. Oh my someone goodness. someone that. read someone read Starcraft Ghost Nova and and took notes on it. And uh, oh, sp- those people are ridiculous. Who would do that? Who who would read that deep who, into StarCraft Ghost Nova? It's really it's really wild that anyone would 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 try to parse that amount of meaning out. And on a game that never came out, how a game didn't even come out. How are we supposed to play the game? Uh, all I'm all all I've seen so far up to where we are is just words underlined. So, for example, 
uh, the word psionically is underlined. Uh, <laughs> when, when Sergeant, when we heard Sergeant Hartley's piece of wisdom, complacent people are easier to kill. The word complacent is underlined, uh, which I like to think that that was, that was something that our previous reader, you know, thought to themselves, uh, like, Oh wow. Complacent people are easier to kill. I never really thought of that. Wanted to like, you know, make a note there. Um, <laughs> When uh getting their entire life lessons from this book. I hope so, God. <laughs> what okay, we had all right. <laughs> when when we were discussing uh when we were discussing uh Nova's Nova's growth, uh we had we had the sentence soon the prepubescent disdain for the opposite sex would give way to would give way to hormonal imperatives. Uh this is Constantino reflecting on Nova growing up. Both the words prebupescent and imperatives, both underlined. Both of those underlined. And I do not know what to take from that. Prepubescent? I guess these I suspect now that this person is just looking these words up. <laughs> that, that could also be the case. That could also be the case. The next one, the next one underlined is obsolescence. In, yeah, from, definitely. From, yeah, Ted just be like, I didn't know. Wait, they didn't know what the word complacent meant. All right, sure, uh, <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, the uh, the word confederacy is underlined, but the word confederacy has come up like ten times since then. So I don't really know what that's about. Um, and uh, also tuxedo. This is someone who doesn't know what a tuxedo is and thought I should really. Uh, I should really go look that up. To be honest, so, before I read this book, I didn't know either. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I remembered before reading this book. My whole world is being rewritten by this book. <clears throat> okay, so that's that's where I'm at. So and, I, mean, um, I think the idea now is to try to get Keith to sign that. Obviously. Oh, obviously. That's certainly that's certainly in the pipeline. Yeah, right. that will be that that there will be a day there will be a day that comes. Uh, Keith, if you're out there, we have a book for you to sign. Uh, you're our god now. Keith is our the lord of all that we survey. Keith is the only person above Handy Anderson in this whole exactly in this whole situation. Um, all right, uh, shall we read the book? Let's do it. <laughs> Are we on page thirty? Is that where we're at? We are on, uh, yes, I believe so, because we just met Andrea Tigor. Yes. And... Old and and changes her mind a lot very quickly. (laughs) Right, because when we last finished, uh, she was saying, uh, first she said, honestly, Tina, what are you teaching this girl? And then two, and then four sentences later... Uh, you're growing into a fine young woman, November. Right. So, so she's immediately changed. That's that's the tonal whiplash that Andrea Tigar is experiencing internally. Right. So let's continue from there. <clears throat> she was also the only person outside her family who ever called Nova by her full first name, which she hated, though she deflected Zab's comment earlier. She hated her full name as much as her brother did his. But she could no more correct Andrea than Daddy could. Thank you, ma'am. 
But be careful. Your lassers are just that, your lassers. You treat them with anything other than the contempt they so richly deserve and they'll turn on you. How do you think those awful rebels have gotten so pervasive? Nonsense like that, it'll be the death of us all. She looked back at Daddy. I understand they attacked one of your hoverbike plants tonight. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. No more hoverbikes for anyone. Those, how many like hoverbikes were there? <laughs> like, I can't remember. 428 of 428 them. 428 hoverbikes. I wonder, this with this sentence, the way she says this, I understand they attacked one of your hoverbike plants tonight. It makes me wonder if Andrea was like on the list to get one of those hoverbikes. Yeah, she's like ruined by this news that you know, now she doesn't get one of those because mm-hmm. there were only 428 made. So, and she had this in, like she knows the guy, right? Like she could have gotten one. Right. Do you think that she, you know, would have customized it in a particular fashion? I mean, she's already riding the hover thing. That's her thing. She came in floating on a hovering uh, chair. Yeah, already an investor in this kind of technology. Right. So, so yeah, she probably was intending to, like, use this to go everywhere and right. to make a real big statement of it because we know that the, these are collector's items. And previously we said that only kids were going to be, like, really interested in the hoverbike, but this is the evidence against. Old people mm. love them. So. Right. And maybe there's, maybe it really, maybe there's a gap in the middle and it's just young people and old people and that's it. Yeah. Nova, a, yeah. Nova turned and looked in shock at Daddy. Is that true? Letting out a long sigh, Daddy glared at Andrea. I'm afraid so no, filthy. No, Nova, Nova also wanted a hoverbike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Filthy rebels. Andrea shook her head. We should find them and bomb them like we did on Core Hall. <laughs> this lady is violent. <laughs> But isn't that what calls, caused the rebels to start up in the first place, Zeb asked? Ooh, Zeb, very insightful here. Andrea made a noise. Don't be an idiot, boy. It was that Mengsk person that started up the rebels. Korhal's just an excuse for the likes of him. Tino, fetch me some of that buffalo meat. Mm-hmm. Oh God, the buffalo meat the so buffalo meat. this society. Like, this it's center. all they have. It's yes. all they have. They have nothing else. They don't, they do nothing else. They sit and they swallow buffalo meat. Just the buffalo meat is like the core of their whole life. It's just right. and eating it. Right, right. It's kind of like, you know, in a, in say like a, like an older society that lives in, in a, say like a, a harsh, uh, a, a part of the world with, with harsh weather conditions where it's like fire is everything everybody you know like every moment of the day uh having fire and being warm it's like it's just background noise right it's It's something that like functioning can't happen otherwise and that's like what the 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 buffalo meat is like that it's like fire to these people where it's like if we don't have this we'll die indeed daddy raised an eyebrow are you sure you should be Waggling a finger at him, Andrea said, Don't go lecturing me, Tino. Bad enough I have to listen to that garbage from my doctors. I'm 150 years years old. I can eat what I damn well please. And if it kills me, fine. A life without (laughs) buffalo meat isn't a life worth living, if you ask me. Now fetch me some, then follow me. There's someone I want you to meet. Yeah, she is all in on it. And everyone else, she's the one who's willing to say it, right? 
she's, she's the one like, who's willing to be like, I don't care if it, if if I die. Yeah, I I will die entirely filled with buffalo meat. Which In fact, she probably will die just having gorged herself on buffalo. Right. Well, so, yeah. and this does open up a sort of another side of this, which is that apparently buffalo meat isn't good for you. Is that yeah, true? Maybe it's not good for you. Maybe it's very fatty, very fatty meat. But uh, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean. You know, if you think about like like jerky or something, right? Jerky's not bad for you, no. right? Like, there's not that's not something that people that that parents are like, whoa, 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 hang on, you've, uh, you know, we need we need to keep you off. It's not like you know Cheez-Its or something. <laughs> like, it's 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 meat. Are they doing something to the meat that makes it? You know. Well, I mean, it's not all the food groups, is it? I mean, if you ate just jerky for years you probably get a bit pale and Uh, okay all right no 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 that's fine she's but but she just showed up we haven't seen her eat any buffalo meat she literally just arrived and she's already talking about her doctors maybe they pump it full of hormones or something that's what see that's what i'm that's what i'm wondering i'm wondering if it's because they're modifying it in some way and that's like has all these other health effects that you know the that that people you know, like it's causing all of this variety of health impact, but they're like, well, what can we do? It, it's delicious and it makes us feel great. Well, I mean, before, remember, you had the idea of that they were like drugging the meat. They, it was basically, you know, basted in some mm-hmm. kind of drug or like, I don't know, soporific thing. And then people are getting high off of it or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, here's, here's another possibility is that it's actually perfectly fine for you but the uh, the the health thing is kind of like like uh, a manufactured way of regulating its usage. Yeah, maybe. right. They're like people are doing way too much of this. We need to we need to publish a study that says this is actually like terrible for your cholesterol or something. Right. You know, to get to get people to not like so rapidly overconsume Antiguan buffalo meat because the Antiguan buffaloes are dying out here entire (laughs) species are going extinct on the verge of extinction we have to do something and there's like environmental groups who are like really really pumping up the negative health effects of antiguan buffalo meat i mean you have just made me actually wish i could eat some antiguan buffalo meat just because you know you made it sound like you would you you do that or something (laughs) You like, do that weird. knowing you do that knowing what's been happening to the Antiguan buffalo populations? Oh come on, like shame on you. Where I want to eat it. Shame on you. Oh, and I'll bet I'll bet you're also I'll bet you're also uh on the list for the hover bikes too, yeah, aren't you? For the hover bikes, yeah, definitely. You're what's wrong with society today. I mean, yeah, I mean fully capitalist society. How could you not want something that scares? Um, <laughs> we've all been massaged into this mindset, Davy. Um, uh, you know, it, it's true. It's true. And and I think what we see here is that Andrea is one of the people who's actually like, like she, we, we don't like her. She's not a good person, but she's speaking to what the people feel deep down on the inside, even though they're not saying it. Yeah. She's like a little id that, you know, pops up to tell us what right. other people want. Right. Right. Exactly. She's, she's our, our, our look at the interiority of, of, uh, of these people. Nova couldn't help but smile at the helpless look on her father's face as he let Andrea lead him on. She looked around for Eleftheria, but she had wandered off without Nova's noticing, distracted as she was by Andrea. 
Nova was disappointed as she had wanted to talk to Eleftheria a bit about what was bothering her father. One of the many advantages to there being a jig and a mistress was that one could speak to them as both parent and confidant. Oh, this is a nice system that Hmm. she likes. They were especially good for gauging the moods of the parents while acting as a sounding board for the child. Maybe I can talk to her later before daddy has the talk he promised. Hi, Nova. Nova turned around to see Morgan Calabas walk up to her. He was wearing a tuxedo of the same design as Zab's. Ooh, tuxedo. Yeah, but this time it's not underlined, which means that our previous reader figured it out. Right. It was like, they were like, all right, I got it. Tuxedo locked in. I know what what that means now. And then it shows up again and they're like, okay, you you can't fool me, Keith. Definitely inform me if you're finding a word that has been underlined because we need to discuss. Uh, we no 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 we'll we'll bring it up we'll bring it up don't worry but it but it does uh uh you know it does speak to the relationship that other people also have with Keith right right yeah uh, where where you know Keith is uh, is an educator now, yes you know educator. lifting people's vocabularies absolutely so thank you Keith thank you Keith but on him it fit perfectly. His dark hair was neatly slicked back. Wait, the- sorry, this is Morgan Calabas? We, have, we don't yeah. know this person yet, do we? No, this is a new character, Morgan Calabas. Ooh. Exciting. So every time a new character comes comes into the uh, on stage, uh, where it's like a I'd like a pinata or something, and I just wanna I wanna I wanna beat this person over the head and, and until he explodes with delightful uh candies well lots here for you because he's not only wearing a perfectly fitting tuxedo a word we have just learned but his dark hair is neatly slicked back so you know very suave character here mm-hmm. and the money his parents had spent on skin modification had paid off as he no longer signed showed any signs of the acne that had plagued him a year early he got new skin Wow, for acne. For, that's a, yeah, for acne. That's, what I love about this is that is that it's like no signs of the acne that had plagued him about a year earlier. Obviously, it's a little different for everyone, but doesn't acne take like a year or two to go away? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not like it's not everybody, obviously, but you know what I mean. It's like, like, yeah, dude, that's how acne works. That's just time. <laughs> you, you just got out of puberty. Acne <laughs> went away. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what if what if they've all been using this skin modification for so long that they've forgotten that acne actually just goes away on its own? Maybe it's a spelling mistake. And it's actually acme, as in the acme products from cartoons. Um, so he no longer showed any showed any signs of <laughs> any acne. signs of the of the enormous cartoon rocket. That, yeah, or like that he had hammer that comes out of a box and hits you. <laughs> skin, skin mod. Okay, well, if we're going down that road, he he got maybe before this he looked like uh, the Roadrunner and <laughs> <laughs> and was was plagued by Acme products and had to have skin modification to get him to look less like the Roadrunner. <laughs> Just plagued by Wiley Coyote. <laughs> It's just up and tries to murder him everywhere. We're predicating this on a typo, and given that we know Keith's mastery of the English language, it would it would it would be a little hard. It would be a little hard. <laughs> Highly to, unlikely. It's a good universe. 
<laughs> well, hang on. You know, I will say we've currently the way we've currently put it is that the Disney universe does not exist in in uh that in is the StarCraft true. world. So, so again, so I, I'm just saying it 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 could be that you know we're we are in the the Acme universe, right? <laughs> right. Rather than the 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 Disney universe, we can't can't cross the streams here. So, right. Okay. <clears throat> I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. He raised a wine glass to her. Ever polite, Nova said. Thank you, Morgan. I was wondering, the Durban Darbinvilles are having their ball next month, and I was wondering if I could escort you there. Ooh, love interests. Love interest. Also, we now know that there are balls in addition to birthday parties. Oh yeah, definitely. Exciting. So we were only we were really only talking about the prevalence of birthday parties before yeah. this, but now there are balls. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. which really yeah. just increases the total number of of these kinds of you know increases uh, the number of balls. Were you gonna say? <laughs> yes Garth turns up again Gar- Gar- Garth perks up he's like what did someone say ball did someone say ball did someone say ball yeah. I heard someone say that there was a ball well I guess if you're inviting me to the ball I suppose I suppose I could make it oh, <laughs> what what is like the- a Scottish Scooby-Doo like is that <laughs> What what sort of attire is intended? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh yes. I, oh yes. Of, of course a tuxedo. Why yes, I have a tuxedo. He has a tuxedo. For he... now. <laughs> wah, wah. And he winks at the camera. And then it freeze frames on him winking. Indeed. Uh, not if we were the last two humans in the Confederacy. So, mm, Nova, not really into the idea of Morgan mm-hmm. Calabas. So, mm, maybe he's a little slimy? I'm getting that impression. Yeah, I'm sure we'll however, find out. However, her training kept her from saying it aloud. Good training. And she substituted instead the words, I'm honored by the offer, Morgan. Truly, I will consider it and get back to you. Ooh, that's a burn. Pretty good. That Pretty is good. harsh, yeah. What nice what's the training? What, what's the training she's referring to here? I, I don't know, like dating. Do they get training in dating? <laughs> <laughs> training, <laughs> training in passive aggressive, uh, passive aggressive ways of turning people down. Sexual politics. Because how, how we, to we, do it? <laughs> we know that she's. We know that there's no military military training at this point. Yeah, right? that's true. She could also just mean herself training. Of like keeping herself from not saying everything that she thinks because maybe that's gotten her in trouble oh, with her telepath you're stuff. Right, because she's probably received training in not uh, being overbearing with her powers. I don't. But know. no one's told her about her powers at this point. That's true. She's well, just had to learn. About is it just a school system that's slightly military? I don't know. It could just be that she's learned that saying all of the things that popped into her mind gets her in trouble. Right. right? Could just be that there's been a bunch of situations where she telepathed something and then went, oh, wow, that got me into a shitty situation. Right. And she must have delivered it really convincingly because the next thing is Morgan flushed with enjoyment. (laughs) He enjoyed the fact that he just got nagged in the face. That's not a yes. 
That's a, I will consider it and get back to you. That, that's a blunt no where I come <laughs> from. So I don't know what the fuck Morgan is up to here, but... Morgan, uh, is, Morgan is pleased as punch about everything. He is on the Antiguan buffalo meat hard right now. Right. So yeah... Um, it's also possible that he's just so thrilled not to be chased by a coyote anymore that everything <laughs> makes him happy. Yeah, he's like, really enjoying this non-coyote attention. Oh, you you said I will consider it and get back to you rather than slamming me over the head with a giant oversized hammer. Uh, that's a win. <laughs> I did not get flattened by an anvil. Happy. <laughs> um, but Nova knew that his interest was not in her company, especially given that his eyes strayed more towards her chest than her face. All right. Oh, All right, Morgan. All right, Morgan. Get the, uh, get the coyote out here. I've, yeah. uh, we found him. We found him. He's hiding. There he is, coyote. Go drop your anvil. I think Nova is going to have a quiet word with the coyote later. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Nova. I hope you consider me a suitable escort. <laughs> under no circumstances you're welcome morgan uh, man and he's then... really he's really like not getting the message at all no and um, yeah i i don't know this guy uh yeah he's slimy he's a slime ball yeah and then she heard him say i'll get under that skirt in no time flat wow so she's like listening to his thoughts here and um yeah he he is a gross guy. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. We uh, I I like I like how we assumed he would turn out to be gross, and we get this like instant confirmation of that. Yeah, you don't really need to be a mind reader. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Men, Nova. am I right? <laughs> Nova went pale. She'd heard Morgan say the words as clearly as he'd said he hoped she'd consent to be his escort, but his lips hadn't moved. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> Morgan walked away before she could respond. Zeb snorted. You shouldn't lead him on like that. Oh, fuck you, Zeb. Zeb, come on. Zeb, come Zeb. on, man. Jesus. Zeb. Oh, fucking little snot. That guy needs Ever- an anvil. Everybody here, well, okay, everybody here needs an anvil, yes. Everybody also needs to lay off the buffalo meat and let their heads clear out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, obvious that that was a very, very uh, succinct put down that she landed <laughs> on Morgan. Yeah. She turned to look at Zeb. What do you mean? She hadn't been paying attention to her brother, as she was far more worried about what had just happened. Being sensitive to how others felt was one thing, but she'd never been able to hear what someone was thinking before. Wait a second. What? Right. Right. This, we talked about this. We talked about this. About the, about uh, Nova getting senses and feelings. But she hadn't got the full thought. But she hadn't got the full thought. And my question my main issue with this my beef if you will uh was my my antiguan buffalo beef with this was (laughs) how did she know about the surprise parties that's not a feeling that's not an emotion there's no emotion that is i am going to throw a surprise party for my daughter this weekend that's not emotion davy (laughs) (laughs) birthday party emotion there's 
specific emotion for it and it's birthday and from the cat scan here is the part on the brain that you can see the surprise birthday party activity being triggered <laughs> it could be that that's a thing in the future it could be that uh, that out here in the future that's like people have like expanded their emotional richness to in such a way that they have like you know impulses that that have like just uh, far more nuance and specificity to them right right but yeah i am really confused about this but why did morgan just break through to her was he so horny that like he literally <laughs> drilled into her brain with his horniness like is that what i'm saying <laughs> what if the... <laughs> okay all right all right all right hang on we're gonna stop <laughs> We're going to stop the podcast for a second here. Because, <laughs> God, it, a world in which Nova can only read specific thoughts when they're horny is, <laughs> is, is a whole... It's a whole... <laughs> this is like a convergence, right? This, it's like... Basically, you could go from here to, down to one of two trouser legs. One trouser <laughs> leg is the track we're going down. And the other trouser leg is the porn version of Keith's book. Which <laughs> is horrific and terrible. And never be talked about ever again. We know Keith does not have a dirty mind because he's a perfect, pure being of light. But... The but let me just indulge this thought for a quick second, all right? Here's the first thing that comes to mind. She has not, to our knowledge, heard anything specifically from the mind of Garth Duke, right? Oh, that is true. Now, what that tells us, what that gives us, if we're writing with this assumption, is that Garth Duke is not horny, right? And I this agree. is. A, this is important for me. He's not doing it for sexual gratification. He's no. doing it because it's in his nature. It's a passion and an art for him. And he's a pure soul. He's he is doing it from a place of purity and an inward uh, belief in himself. The, he is the you know he is true party it, it, distilled into one being. Mm. Right. If you party to get things, you're not really partying. And Andrew W.K. would, I think, agree with that. Agreed. If you're partying to achieve a hedonistic sort of uh, outcome or a pleasure, you're you're you, you got to reevaluate that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, anyway. I, yeah. Just that's the, that's the first thing that I that's right off the bat. Like that's right. what I that's what I think. I do, and I don't want to indulge this too much because Keith is a pure, chaste being of perfection. But there is a version of this book where where Nova can only read minds when they're horny that involves her going into the jungle to take down rebels and having to, like, wait until they're in the mood to find out what they're thinking or something. Or having to, like, leave out magazines for them that they find and trigger something in their brains and then she and then she knows where the coordinates of the control tower are. Oh, you're saying like that, that they 
be horny for her to understand where they are. I exactly. Yeah. Right. Like for her to be able to get into their minds. And so she has to trick them into being horny. It would make her life a lot more difficult because you can it... imagine then when she approaches that they'll get more horny <laughs> in the middle of a jungle with a woman. <laughs> we all know the effect that women have. Okay. Right. Assuming that they are heterosexual, then, you know, maybe they're not, maybe they're all gay in the jungle. I don't know, but essentially <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely an assumption we're making here, but I think in this universe, we are assuming most people are heterosexual because it's Starcraft. I don't know why. <laughs> it's not really a, a very gay universe, but it doesn't seem to be like a very gay universe. I think we should look out for, for that, but, um, I'm keeping my mind open here. I, I'm, I'm definitely keeping an open mind, but I, I, I think this is a hard assumption. And I am the man who suggested that both Constantino and Andrea were robots. So if I'm walking back this suggestion, that it's probably because there's very little meat on that bone, except that <laughs> we can make the meat, Davey. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can buy into this. As much as we uh, all right all right all right you know what if you if you see an opportunity here to ride the horniness as to telepathy, the, as telepathy to the horny train. telepathy idea the horny train to telepathy town uh I'm, I'm 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 open to it right i'm willing to consider it and but i do think to me the biggest to me by far the biggest draw to it is the total exoneration of garth duke Right. right, and I, I agree that that's very important. Um, doesn't speak well of Morgan, but then I guess what Keith is trying to say to us is that horny thoughts are very strong, which I would agree with. I don't yeah. think that's extraordinary to say. Right, and I mean, this is like, just moments before this, you have things like, you know, a man celebrating his own daughter's birthday, and that emotion doesn't break through, Right. Well, it didn't seem like Constantino was, like, super thrilled because she's only, like, one of his top ten, right? Didn't he say? <laughs> I guess that's true. Which is, like, I guess so that's harsh. The other, the other, so here's another explanation for this. Nobody except Morgan is thinking anything. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not impossible. Completely thoughtless. Nothing <laughs> is on anyone's mind at this party. <laughs> Maybe it's that's what the buffalo true. meat does. Maybe that's what the that's the impact of the buffalo meat is just no thoughts head empty. Well, maybe Morgan hasn't eaten enough buffalo meat, so he has that's to suppress true. his horniness. That's true. The buffalo like meat is like a the buffalo is meat is like a a libido suppressor. Right. <laughs> Man. All right. All right. Um. Okay. So, Zeb Zeb was just being a little shit here. Yeah, Zeb was just being a dick. Um, hmm? oh, she's yeah. to Zeb. What do you mean? She hadn't been paying attention to her brother as she's far more worried about what had just happened. Being sensitive to how others felt was one thing, but she'd never been able to hear what someone was thinking before. Please, sis, you can't stand that guy. And I don't blame you. Nobody can stand him. If he wasn't Arturo Calabas's oldest son, no one, nobody would give him the time of day. Zeb grinned as he grabbed a small plate of fish bits. Fish bits? Fish bits. Oh my god, there's something at this party other than Antiguan buffalo meat. Oh my god, the snacks in this party are off the chain. 
fish bits. Actually, that sounds so deeply unappealing. <laughs> I know, that sounds really terrible. Like what? Like fish bits. That's like fish. the least it's like the least appetizing like uh word you could attach to any like a, any animal. Sounds like a fish uterus or like a fish eye or something, or like a fish fin. Like that sounds Fi- rubbish. Yeah, like uh like fish discardings. Yeah. Guts yeah. or something. Yeah. Off a passing steward's train. I heard he may not even be at that ball. Anyhow, Charlie Quinn says old man Calabas is sending Morgan off to Terador. What's that? Nine. nine. Terador nine. Yeah. Terador nine. Well. Uh, so they all. Does that mean that like all the families send their kids off to military stuff? Is that what that, that is? Yeah. Oh, wait, well, keep keep going, I guess. We'll that surprised Nova. What for? Well, Charlie said he thinks it's to some kind of re-education camp that, and that some other people are sending their kids there, but I'm not sure I believe that. Real quick, jumping in, the word re-education underlined here. Oh, really? That doesn't seem, like, if you know what education is, I don't... Even that much of <laughs> <a> right? <laughs> I, li- I like to imagine this person getting that word and being like, well, I know what I know what an education is. <laughs> What's a re-education? But a re-education, well, that could mean anything. Or maybe they're just purely horrified that someone might mm. get another education on top of the previous one. <laughs> like, you got your education. <laughs> Come on, man. Talk about greedy. Okay. Um so Zeb grinned, because Charlie said it. Charlie usually hears all the good gossip. Ooh, a, a character that knows about gossip. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he always gets stuff wrong. He popped a fish slice into his mouth, gross. Then asked, <laughs> so who are you going to the ball with? It does seem like there's a lot of gossip in this world. Like there's a lot of, you know, uh, uh, little, little, um, rumors and and you know discussions we had andrea coming in who knew about the uh the servants eating the food before she even got there like word seems to travel pretty fast for sure um hence people like handy anderson having such a big in you know and having so much influence is because of the value of gossip in this world yeah too embarrassed to say that no one was oh poor nova She instead asked, who are you going with? Nova immediately knew Zab was lying when he said, I haven't decided yet. You mean you haven't worked up the courage to ask Therese yet, she said. Gently hitting her on the arm, he said, that's a dirty lie. Nova just stared at him. Yeah, okay, I haven't asked her yet. If you wait too long, maybe somebody else will. Zab chuckled, maybe Morgan will. Just a real quick quick note here. So... Uh, are we assuming that Nova knows this because of her telepathy? Um, I I guess. Although, or does she just does she just know her brother well? Well, I guess she's really good at horniness or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's like horny vibes because it's not like she can. She that was the first time she'd read a thought, right? So mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. she gets horny vibes really. Because that's what I'm saying. We're not. It's not a specific thought here. It's just the the, the emotion vibe. of yeah. I'm intending to ask Therese to the ball, right? Which right. again, in this future world of the evolved human brain, is itself another fully independent uh, feeling. Right. 
Um, Sighing, Nova said, I should be so lucky. He's only interested in the fact that my chest is twice the size it was six months ago and in getting under my skirt. Maybe you should stop stuffing balloons under your blouse. Wow, Zeb is like a comedy king. Yeah, Zeb's really knocking him out here. You can see where he got it from. Fucking Constantino (laughs) with his jokes about you're in my top ten favorite daughters or whatever. (laughs) Now it was her turn to hit him. Take that back. Actually, Zeb said as he stuffed more fish in his mouth, gross, and talked over it, gross. Charlie said that Emily Tigor did do that. Uh, the the balloons. This this must be Andrea Tigor's relation or daughter or granddaughter. Andrea Tigor is one hundred fifty years old, so who knows? <laughs> Nova's eyes widened. Really? Well, it likely wasn't balloons. She probably just programmed her tailor to make the chest extra big or something. Programmed, programmed her tailor. tailor so that that means that must mean that the the tailor is like our, our robot people. the robots mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah so constantino is really bucking the trend uh if even tailors are robots then yeah shaking her head nova said well she always complained that the boys never noticed her maybe she got tired of waiting mm. that's a mm. nice place to end maybe i think that would be a nice place to end I'm all right with that. Yeah. Uh, we covered a lot of ground, I feel like, today, despite, you know, only reading about four pages of the book. Um, <laughs> I mean, as normal, sadly. What What did we learn today? What What do you think is the most important takeaway? Uh, horniness is the strongest human emotion. It's <laughs> <laughs> not emotion thought. It's a thought. It's a thought, yeah. No, what we learned is that horniness is a thought, not an emotion. <laughs> yeah. It's the only, it's the only coherent thought that can occur to the human brain. Right. Oh man. Well, I liked that we also learned that Garth is clearly not horny because otherwise we'd know. Well, that is, that's big to me. And I wish we had actually seen him here. I wish we had gotten uh, something, something else of him here at the party, but it's good to know. It's good to have like a real explicit confirmation of his, um, uh just just as with keith his pure chaste perfect beautiful reasons for doing what he does i know yes um but except that he 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 does have the the blackmail over constantino somehow right yeah yep. um but uh, but i mean who who hasn't done that <laughs> right who hasn't leveraged a little blackmail so that they can continue to uh, streak at birthday parties. <laughs> I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's that wild. Well, you know, I, one always has to, you know, get the connections on the case so that one can go wild at a birthday party. It's, it's, it's that's just part it's a, of life. It's a tale as old as time. Yeah. And, and are we still assuming that the, uh, that the mildly radioactive waste incident comes after, after all of this? I think so. So he's going to be involved in a mildly radioactive incident in the future. So is that going to affect his like sense of confidence when he's, you know, out undressing at parties? I'm sure it will. At some point he's like definitely headed for a a bit of a vibe check going on. I think. Yeah. A bit of a rude awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But 
But that, I think, will be a good opportunity for him to look inward about why he's doing this and the reasons for doing it, you know? Yeah. Is it the reaction from others or is it because it's, it's, it's what I feel called to do? Yeah. Does it truly make him happy in himself? Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Um, all right. Cool. I think we learned a lot. Uh, criminals as well. Crim- thank- yes, our criminals. Uh, a reminder that uh, you are not allowed to send us email to the inspirational quarterly at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, I think all we need to do is uh, find a William Butler Yeats quote um, yeah. that that would that kind of um, some some sums it up. And and I have one here, and uh, and this one I think definitely speaks to what what we part of what we learned on this episode. <clears throat> and this is uh, Handy Anderson reading William Butler Yeats as he does. <laughs> I'd like to imagine. Handy Anderson sitting in his in his uh, penthouse office at the top of his of the big building where he works, despite being afraid of heights, and just sitting in the corner of his office at the window, gazing out and just reading quotes from William Butler Yeats, just reading William Butler Yeats poetry all day. And uh, here is here is the here's the the bit that he has hit on today. <clears throat> God, guard me from those thoughts men think in the mind alone. Well, that's certainly a Nova. That's a Nova. He's, def- thing. he's yeah. definitely channeling. He's definitely channeling Nova. But yep. you think, but, but I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, maybe Handy Anderson has like a telepath aspect to him that maybe he hasn't Andy talked Anderson, about. Yeah, it's not in his wiki though. It's so. not in his wiki, but if Keith comes back and writes a sequel to this book <gasps> and includes all of this in it, then <gasps> it'll have to go in the wiki. Keith, Keith, do it, do it. Uh, uh, Keith, it's we don't have a lot of requests for you. All we need you to do is write a complete new book that incorporates all of our headcanon into the StarCraft universe. It's really not that much to ask. Not that much, no. Um, thank you, Keith, as always, uh, for your work. And uh, Kara, we'll, uh, uh, we'll read more of StarCraft Ghost Nova. Yeah. Very soon. See you next time. Next time. Bye. Bye.